one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. This is the Unplayable Podcast here in Ranchi, previewing the third test between Australia and India. The series is deadlocked at one all after India bounced back from a first test defeat in Pune to beat the Australians by 75 runs in Bengaluru. There's plenty to cover and here to get through it all is cricket.com.au senior writer Andrew Ramsey. Welcome Rambo, it's been a long wait between tests and I can only imagine that you're bursting at the seams for the cricket to resume. Bursting. A uh, bit, bit like one of those paint bombs that they throw at Holy, which was yesterday, and a splatter all over people. Fortunately, I, I missed out, but there were a couple of the touring party who copped a couple. So, yes, bursting indeed. Excellent news, Rambo. Okay, let's start with um, some news of the Australian squad. Mitchell Marsh and Mitchell Stark have been ruled out with injury. Stark has a fractured foot. Mitchell Marsh has a bung shoulder. So they've got, they're both back in Australia. They've been replaced by New South Wales fast bowler Patrick Cummins and Victorian all-rounder Marcus Doinis. First up, what have we made of those, uh, those replacements and those injury blows to Australia, Rambo? Probably, one without being unkind to Mitchell Marsh, probably one is more significant than the other. The loss of Mitchell Stark, given the way he bowled with the second new ball on the last day in Bengaluru, um, mm. would suggest he's a, he's a fairly significant out um, they've replaced him with a guy who's got some significant firepower, but that's uh, yet to be seen how he goes at Test cricket, given he's only played one in the last six years or so. Yeah. Um, the Marsh one probably problematic whether he would have kept his spot anyway, given he hasn't had a lot to do with the ball. I think he's only bowled five overs in the series before he got hurt. Um, had looked alright a couple of times at the crease, but hadn't quite nailed the score they were hoping. So uh, it's a question of was to whether they were going to bring someone in to replace him, and that uh, now becomes forced upon them. They'll need to make uh, two changes to the eleven at least, for this test. Yeah, well, let's start with Paddy Cummins. Uh, he's only played the one Shield game in six years, Rambo. He said he was a little bit surprised. We spoke to him today. He's a little bit surprised about the call-up. However, he was on standby. Got told that a couple of months ago to get visas and things like that sorted. Can we see him coming straight into their team? Trevor Holmes, the chairman of selectors, the new chairman of selectors, has said that they wanted a, a spearhead, a strike bowler to replace Mitchell Stark. Jackson Bird's the reserve fast bowler in the squad, but he probably doesn't bowl quite as fast as Paddy Cummins. So we can see a like-for-like swap there. Cummins in for Stark? Uh, you'd have to think so, wouldn't you? Like if they, Jackson Bird's been pretty impressive everywhere he's bowled, in the nets, in the tour game, in Mumbai when they first arrived. Mm-hmm. He's done everything that he's needed to do. What he probably can't do is bowl more than 145 k's an hour. Um, and I don't think he's going to find that in the next day or so. So they'd probably have a, a pretty much sameness if they had a Bird-Hazelwood opening attack. If one of them isn't uh, doing the job, then the other one's probably not going to find much in the air or off the pitch either. So they'd like, they'd like a bit of that velocity, as Darren Lehman's often said in the past. A bit of airspeed, as Mitch Stark likes to call mm. it. Um, and you've got to think that the Indians looked a little bit, um, if not uncomfortable, then certainly unfamiliar with um, Mitch Stark when he had the second new ball in his hand, was firing it round, snapping stumps and doing all sorts of violent things on the field the other day. So uh, I think the Cummins addition would be uh, pretty much a, a like-for-like swap, even though he's a right armour. 
Yep. Um, and then you can expect him to bowl in fairly short, feisty bursts and then uh, sit back and let the spinners do a lot and then come back in and do it again. We'll get to who replaces Mitchell Marsh in the 11 a little bit later. But just on Stoinis' selection, he's only averaged 17 in first-class cricket this year. He's only passed 50 once this summer, and that was when he made that magnificent maiden one-day 100 in Auckland. Moses Enriquez, the New South Wales captain, is averaging 65. There's a guy in Queensland called Jack Wildermuth who's very highly rated. Even Hilton Cartwright got 100 in the last Shield round. So it was a little bit of a surprise that we saw Marcus Stoinis' name called out. He got picked, as Hone said, on his bowling ability. Uh, we can only think this is the horses for courses policy mm. that uh, was first floated in Sri Lanka, which is where Moses played his last test, I think, in Colombo. Um, didn't set the world on fire. Maybe there was something they saw in that that they thought, no, in these sort of Asian conditions, there's something that uh, we need to look at a bit differently. Marcus Tornis has only been here for a day or so. I was looking a bit bleary-eyed at training today. Um, said he's been doing a lot of work on his red ball bowling, even though he averages a little bit under 50 with the ball in first-class cricket. Um, and he did admit that bowling is very much the, the second part of his all-round skill set. He's more of a batting all-rounder, mm. probably different to Mitch Marsh, who was more of a genuine seamer. Um, but he did was over here a year or so ago with Australia A Tour. Claims that conditions weren't bad for his bowling, bit of variable mm. bounce. His off-cutters can occasionally grip on these dry, abrasive pitches. So uh, Trevor Holmes knows much more about these things than I do. Yes, uh, I believe he got Cheteshwar Pujara and Karan Nair out in that series, Rambo. Two pretty big scalps who are in the current test team. Well, there you go. He has runs on the board or maybe wickets in the bank. Okay, let's move on to the Ranchi test match. This is going to be the first test match here in Ranchi Rambo. Um, Australia never lost here in a test, Sam. Correct. Good form going in. Uh, it was The pitch was unveiled today uh, from our view, which is fairly far back. It... Uh, it didn't look great. <laughs> it must be said, it wasn't like the ones we see in Australia where it's a nice uh, whitish colour with a bit of green on top, a bit of green grass on top. We haven't seen any of those in this test series so far. The one in Pune was a bit rough. The one in uh, Bengaluru was a bit crackly. What's the cracks in that one? This one was a bit brown, a bit patchy. It was getting watered while we were, while we were watching it today. It was pitch number five. They've prepared three pitches, uh, the curators had said, and this is pitch five, which is in the centre of the square of the nine pitch square i believe one of the tourists said it resembled something more from the caribbean than the subcontinent which is tended to be slower and lower so what can we expect from this one a couple of days out i don't think they'll be shaving any grass off it that's for sure uh, no there's nothing there to uh, further denude i don't think and I, know, I know that you are a very uh, passionate home chef sam and uh, mm. we've all tried new dishes before that haven't quite come out of the oven as we expected this is their first yes. test pitch that's true Here in ranchi they've not had a crack at this before and Peeling back the covers this morning when the Australians arrived for training, you got the feeling that if you'd pulled that one out of the uh, the convection, convection oven at some stage and looked at it and gone, oh, no, I might have another crack at that. That hasn't quite turned <laughs> out. It was a bit ugly. It was a bit mottled. It's, uh, it's bare in patches. In fairness, it is still uh, a few days out from the test, so mm-hmm. they, these things can change. Put a bit of frosting or something over the top. Yeah, and, uh, that's can, right. Uh, cheese, uh, cheese normally does it for me. Cheese hides it. Uh, maybe yep. sprinkle some corn chips. That's always a, a get out of jail <laughs> card. But um, yes, people who looked at it, and because Ranchi's landlocked, obviously there's no not a lot of moisture in the soil here. It has been a fairly dry winter across most of India. Mm. Um, so people are saying it's going to turn from ball one. Mm. Uh, they need to keep sprinkling water on it um, to try and keep it a little bit of moisture in it. Uh, ideally. Remember, can you remember a series? There are only two tests here. We're halfway through the series, but can you remember a series where the pitches have been under more scrutiny? We've got the poor pitch rating in Pune. 
It's another ration. Try saying that 10 times. Uh, and then Bengaluru has been officially rated as good by the ICC match referee. I believe that's right. I have heard a whisper from uh, people in and around these things who say the uh, Bangalore outfield was rated very good, but in fact the pitch was rated uh, just below average. Um, just below average? Mm, so there's been some erroneous reports around, I understand, in the Indian press that may have found their way back to other parts of the world, maybe even Australia, that oh. suggests that the uh, the pitch there was very good according to the match referee. Um, apparently it wasn't according to the ICC. But yes, um, it always seems to be... A talking point when you come to India, though, isn't it? Like the pitch preparation, probably because it is so variable. Uh, there's so many stadia that they use. You know, you go to mm. England, you go to Australia, and there's probably half a dozen grounds that host test matches. They all have very distinct characters, and those pitches really change. Um, you come to India, and like we've seen three of the four test venues being used in this series haven't hosted test matches before, so mm. you have to go on first class form. They can vary wildly. You're expecting them to spin, you expect them to not have much grass, and then suddenly when you turn up and they've got not much grass, not like they're going to spin, everyone suddenly goes, oh, that's a surprise. Uh, we should have done something different here. Mm. So, uh, yes, it has been it had been a very handy talking point coming into the test, otherwise these podcasts would have had a lot of dead air in them. That's right. Uh, remember, talking about uh, first-class cricket, the Ranji Trophy is played here in Ranji by Jacquard, the local team. MS Dhoni's team. MS Dhoni's team, local boy. And uh, speaking to some of the locals today, not MS Dhoni. Who you are close with, I know. Met him once or twice. They were saying that at the toss, the winning captain has been electing to bowl first in the four-day games here this year because the pitch uh, helps the seamers to begin with and then it normally gets better to bat late on day one and the next couple of days before it deteriorates and then spin takes over. It would be a very bold decision by a captain in a test match, either Coley or Smith in this series, to bowl first. Don't you think, Rambo? Uh, yes, I think if it's as dry as people suggest it is uh, underneath, the prospect of batting last and chasing anything wouldn't be all that appealing. So mm. I think uh, traditionally test match cricket's always been the first session or the first That vital hour or first two. hour, the crucial uh, first hour. It's crucial when the, the batters have their work cut out for them because that's when the pitcher's got the most life in it. So if you were to uh, win the toss and decide to bowl first, you'd be uh, make, taking a pretty significant gamble, I think. You'd want to know that the pitch that's there for the test is very, very similar to the first-class ones. Mm. Um, I'm not sure that the Australians have that level of uh, experience of pitches in Ranchi, but maybe there's some... MS Dhoni, as we mentioned, might have passed some information back to the India dressing room. It's not been that long since he was part of it. Team changes, Rambo. We've already touched on Mitchell Stark's replacement. Could be very, could very well be Pat Cummins, a like-for-like straight bowler. But that number six spot, uh, Mitch Marsh, hadn't scored a lot of runs in the series before his injury. Hadn't bowled a lot, only five overs. So that leads us to the question, who's going to come in for him? Probably he w- w- would have been a little bit of doubt retaining his spot, perhaps. But that's not uh, an issue anymore for the Australian selectors. Probably only three candidates, I would have thought. Stoinis, Glenn Maxwell, the spinning all-rounder, and then the straight-out batsman, Usman Khawaja. If I don't think they're going to get much out of their fifth bowler, perhaps I'll go with Khawaja. Or which way do you see it, Rambo? I would discount Ashton Agar on that pitch. Uh, <laughs> he may... Be the <laughs> guy that comes in with the... Uh, I think we've talked about the X-Factor before. He's, we have uh, spoken about the X-Factor. Gone, we've gone from the X-Factor to the why not. He might be the double A, uh, given his... Yeah. We've got back to the start of the alphabet. He's... Uh, but I, I, given that the the way that the fifth bowl has been used by both teams in the series so far, Indy went into the second test with only four specialist bowlers. Mm. Um, you rely on your specialist spinners to do a lot of work. I think the thing that's always been in the back of the Australian's mind is if you lose a fast bowler during the match, you need to have someone who can at least step up and give you a couple of overs here and there of uh, 
of pace bowling. So and do you reckon that's in the back of their mind with Cummins coming back off just one shield game? He hasn't played a test match since 2011. He's susceptible to injuries, I think. Does that give Stoinis a bit of an edge, maybe? Yes, if you use that rationale, it does. Uh, but they may also think that because that pitch is, if it's anything like the, te- the two for the first tests of this series, that having a third seamer, you don't need to get many. Even if you lose one during the match, you're not going to need a lot of overs out of the, the second one, the replacement one. You might be able to pick those up with a, a third spinner, maybe a, a Glenn Maxwell. If they played the specialist batter, they might be a little bit thin with only three bowlers if you lost one during a game. Mm. I don't know where you'd find those extra overs from then. Um, but I guess you just have to gamble on the fact that they're all going to stay fit and on the park. Um, yeah, they... Mitchell Marsh was obviously playing with an injury and didn't bowl many overs. Perhaps that's why he didn't bowl many overs. Perhaps they could have used him more if he was uh, shoulder was a bit better. Yeah. Um, but there's also the the thought that if they play Usman Khawaja as the specialist batter, they're pretty left-hander heavy in that top order. Mm. Um, and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I think records show that batters who do best in India from overseas countries are left-handers. But uh, I may have got that stock stat completely wrong. How is your research team going? Did, in your time off, did you reassemble them? Is there a new look research team? Uh, no, they're in uh, Dharamshala getting in touch with their, uh, their inner spirituality and hopefully oh. they'll fire back in the last test. Right, so they're on ice for the moment. India, it's hard to change a winning team. Australia didn't do it after the first test. India made a couple of changes from the Pune loss. Do we think they're going to go with the same 11 here in Ranchi? Um Well, there is some suggestion that Virat Kohli, throughout his captaincy, has never led the same 11 into consecutive tests. There's always at least one change mm. in between That's test matches. That's a good stat. Uh, and when he was asked at his uh, pre-match media conference today, India coach Anil Kumble mm. was asked about the opening batsman who missed the Bengaluru test. Mr Vijay. Mr. Morley Vijay, who yep. was uh, had a mysterious sore shoulder that cropped up. Um, the coach's answer was a little bit cryptic. He said he's with the squad, he's part of the squad. Um, to assume if he, that meant if he was injured, they would have dropped him off at a railway station somewhere on the way here. Yep. Uh, so he may well come back in because uh, his replacement didn't do a great job. Abhinav um, Mukand. Abhinav Mukand was not setting the world on fire. He, he made a duck and uh, a handful, I think, in the second inning. So... Uh, you know, th- there would be a obvious replacement if he's fit. So we may see one change. I can't see them changing the bowling lineup and uh, the no. rest of them. The batting, maybe with one exception in the middle order, who hasn't set the world on fire yet. Looks pretty good. What do we think about the break? Because uh, as we r- revealed exclusively revealed last podcast, that Ravi Ashwin has bowled more overs, more deliveries than any other bowler in a season. So his shoulder must be pretty worn out. He must be pretty tired. He's had this lengthy break now, about a week off. Is that going to do him the world of good? Maybe if this was another back-to-back test, they might have brought in that fifth boulder to uh, give him a bit of a spell. But now with this extra time, is that going to help him and get him through this test match and the, and the last one in Dharmasala? He certainly didn't look like he was uh, fatigued or struggling on that last day at uh, Bengaluru when he uh, ripped through the Australians and he's bowled long spells. He's never he seems to be anything other than impeccably he keeps landing the mm-hmm. ball on the same spot doing what he does um, I'm sure he must be suffering wear and tear injuries I don't know if he has a callus on his finger like Nathan Lyon does he's got a sports spin. hernia doesn't he a sports hernia yeah well that's different from a regular hernia and you've uh, got a writer's hernia uh, yes that's, uh, that's a writer's block that's a completely <laughs> different thing um, so he's 
you have to think a few days off. Can only do him good. They had a big awards night, the India team, at the end of the test, mm. and they all disappeared. I assume they went home for a few days before they reconvened here in Ranchi. So that would have done him the a power of good. Uh, and from what I saw of them warming up and going through a few paces of training this afternoon, he uh, was engaged in the full lot. So I don't think there's any issue there that I'm aware of. No. Uh, he actually spoke after the match with Pajara, they did a little video for the BCCI and in it they talked about some of the choice words they gave David Warner because Ashwin's got Warner out more times than any other bowler. And Pajara, when Warner was walking out to bat, would let the Australian know about that record. We saw no charges, Rambo, from the ICC, no sanctions in terms of conduct. There was no, uh, there was no disciplining by the governing body. So can we expect to see much more of the same from Bengaluru? More emotion spilling out, more heated conversations, more sledging, more fire. Virat v Smith, round two. Uh, I think it works pretty well for the Indians uh, in the second test, so I can't mm. imagine they would back away from that. They seem to uh, have a little bit of fire in the belly at the moment. Um, but then again, they changed quite markedly from Pune to Bengaluru. They would look very listless in the opening test. They didn't seem to have a lot of spark on the field which they then found. I think Virat kind of challenged them in the wake of that test to show more intent. Um, he led the way. He showed a lot of intent. Mm. Um, he showed a lot of aggression on the field he was, uh, in the face of the Australians. So if he can get them up and again, up and about again for the uh, the third test, they might take a very similar mindset or a very similar on-field approach. Perhaps that's what you need to do with the, uh, the on-field banter, as the euphemism goes. If you just keep it purely statistically based... You can't yeah. get done for it. If so, he's got at you out more times than anyone else. So there, or you know, you're only averaging forty-one point six three with the ball. I don't rate you. Yeah, that's, a, that's an acceptable face of gamesmanship. You know what? A light bulb has just turned on for me. I know where the research team is. They're working for India. That's how Jadeja and and Pujar and these guys know those stats. They're working for them now. Yeah. Well, they. Maybe uh, that won't work in the Australians' favour because all I have to do is fire back and say, no, that's incorrect. You've got that <laughs> wrong and, and suddenly your whole plan of attack goes out the window. You have to go back to plan B. Right. Let's talk about the DRS, Rambo. There was lots of controversy in the second test when Steve Smith looked up to the dressing room. He got the got the nod by Pete Hanscom to go, why don't you just look up there and see what they think? The dressing room, the Australian dressing room had no idea that was going. They were scared stiff. DRS is not going away and there's going to be a lot more referrals in this test match. But I can imagine that all eyes are going to be on the batsmen, the fielders, the captains, when a review is made exactly where they're looking. Uh, yeah, I think the Australians will be reminded of that a few times during the course of the uh, the mm. day. If they call for a review, if they're thinking of a review, I can't imagine the Indian players or the Indian crowds will let them forget that that happened. Nope. Um, and it was, uh, in Stephen Smith's words, a brain fade. Um, it was very blatant. I don't think anyone could uh, suggest it was anything other than what it was. Uh so, yeah, they'll have to be um, very mindful of that, even if it was uh, you know, inadvertently just looking around. I don't know where the big screens are in uh, the Ranchi. They're, I think they're sort of more square of the wicket, so that might help. They're not located above the dressing room because people tend to, to look towards that sometimes. Um, uh, so and I think the, they'll be very mindful of keeping their conversations about the DRS between the you know, the batters on the field or the uh, captain and wicketkeeper and bowler. I don't think they'll be canvassing too many other opinions. Um, and I'm certainly that Virat will be on the lookout for it as well, given that he's identified two mystery occasions during the Bengaluru test where apparently the Australians did it, other than the Smith one. Um, yeah, nothing's come of that, has it? 
No, no inquiries have been made uh, as to what these examples were. Virat hasn't spoken publicly since his uh, fairly inflammatory media conference after that test. Uh, so he's supposed to be giving a pre-test uh, press conference tomorrow. He may be there may be an opportunity to ask him then if he wants to shed any more light on what those two occasions were. Um, they seem quite clear in his memory at the end of the test, but as you say, there's been a bit of a break between the two, so that may have faded over time and uh, dribbled off into the ether. Brain faded over time. Okay, we're not going to do any more bold predictions. <laughs> I think we've got a few wrong, so we're quitting. Quitting while we're somewhat what? ahead. Oh, yours are still alive. I'm, I'm still in there with the rem- one remaining Mitch. Okay, so instead of bold predictions, we've got five burning questions for you, Rambo. Okay, we're going to start off with the first one. Easy. Will Virat Kohli in this test match make 50 or more runs in a single innings? In this test match? Yes. Um, you'd have to say on current form, no, but I think uh, he will. I think he, yep. his, his current form has probably... He's started to look much more comfortable at the crease uh, during the second test a couple of times. Uh, again, mm-hmm. a bit of a, for want of a better word, brain fade from him where he, he didn't offer a shot and was out LBW. Um, the second innings, he looked like he was up and going... Um, but then was given out LBW to one that he thought he'd hit, which had hit the pad first. Um, so that was a kind of a 50-50 one. But he mm. he was looking pretty reasonable in both those innings at finding the boundary. And I think he just needs to get away once, um, get the crowd behind him. And given all that's gone on in the last uh, few days, he may have a point to prove to a few people. Question number two. Burning question number two. Will we see another six-wicket haul by a bowler in this test match, Rambo? We've seen six in eight innings in the first two tests. In fact, last test, it was the first time in the history of test cricket that four bowlers have taken six wickets in an innings in a match. So, will we see another six-wicket haul here in Ranchi? You'd have to say yes. I'm very much a numbers, wow. and, numbers and probability <laughs> man, uh, even though my research team uh, would make me portray me something different. Um <laughs> So I, know I would be so bold to suggest that Pat Cummins is the, the likely six-wicket man wow. if he plays because every time he's played a test, he's come out and taken a bag of wickets. That's true. Um, and he's an unknown quantity. The Indians haven't seen him. Um, the Australians have uh, uh, kept him under wraps for six years waiting for this moment to unveil him. So uh, if I was to pick a person who will take six wickets, and I think someone will, then he would be the man. Okay. Question number three. We've seen this a couple of times in the first two tests. Will we see it here in Ranchi? Will a spinner take the first over of an innings? Yes. I think it'll be the second innings, though, even though uh, people suggest that bowling first is mm. because it gets easier to bat as the the match goes on. Um, and I wouldn't be at all surprised if it was uh, Ravi Ashwin who did it. I think he did it in the second innings at Pune when the Australians batted. Mm. Um, took the new ball, not just the, uh, the second over. He was the out-and-out. Uh, new ball bowler. Uh, I wouldn't be at all surprised given the way that pitch looked when they pulled back the covers on it this morning. Um, mm. This might be a place. I don't. I don't know if the Australians would do it. They don't seem to be all that fond. Nathan Lyons done it a couple of times. We've taken the shared the new ball, but yeah. I'm not sure that they'd be all that confident, especially if they've got a Pat Cummins up their sleeve with a rock hard new ball that could do anything off that surface. That's right. And he's got to take six wickets as well, doesn't he? Uh, okay. Question number four. Will Australia's number six? We don't know who it is yet. Could be Khawaja, Stoinis, Maxwell, Agar. Will the number six bowl more than five overs in this match? No. No. So I think the two principal spinners will bowl again, the bowl through the overs. The only way, the only asterisk I'll put alongside it is if there's an oh. injury. If, uh, <laughs> if the dreaded callus does uh, misbehaves itself and Nathan Lyons' spinning finger 
has to be placed in a, a bucket of disinfectant or something for a couple of days, and mm-hmm. he can't bowl. Um, that would be the only chance I have. But I don't think I think the both teams have relied pretty heavily on their four front line bowlers. Indians don't seem to care too much about whether they uh, you know, bowl poor old Ravi Ashwin into the ground or whether uh, Jadeja doesn't seem to get much of a look in and then comes in and takes bags of wickets from minimal input. Mm. Um, so I think they'll be going with only their four bowlers anyway and the Australians uh, don't seem to use the fifth bowler much. So I don't think we'll see one. Okay, last question. Will the match last five days? Pune lasted three days. Bengaluru lasted four days. Ranchi. Five days or fewer? Fewer. Fewer. I'm thinking uh, probably four days might be a stretch. Mm. I think we'll get more than two, which mm. probably, according to my research team, leaves it somewhere around three. All right. That's it for today's episode, Rambo. We'll be back after day one. You'll be here? I'll be here. It wouldn't be anywhere else other than Ranchi. But until then, head to cricket.com.au for all your new scores and video on Australia's Qantas tour of India. you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.